Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Cosmos Country. On this week's episode, I will review the Cosmos 1-0 win over Puerto Rico FC. I will look at the Cosmos upcoming match this Saturday against Indy 11. Later in the show, I will talk more about the lawsuit and what Rocco and Danny Satella had to say on the subject. So let's kick off the show by reviewing the Cosmos 1-0 win over Puerto Rico FC. In the first half, Puerto Rico FC, Cosmos had some chances it was end-to-end action. Carlos Mendez headed the ball. The Puerto Rico FC goalkeeper saved it. And uh, Puerto Rico FC came on the counterattack. And Giuseppe Gentili went around Jimmy Mauer. And Jimmy Mulligan saved it off of the line. So, very entertaining first half of play. But in the second half, in the 46th minute, Emmanuel Ledesma with the through ball to Andres Flores... Flores with a shot. The PRFC keeper makes a save. Cavio heads in the rebound. Puerto Rico FC saves it off of the line. It was a close call because it looked like it went in. And I looked at the replay again and again. And it's a very tough call. A lot of people were saying we need goal line technology, maybe VAR. That would be great to see uh, because actually the ref can go back and he can look at the play and make a final decision. But what was really weird was that the Cosmos players were trying to protest and were trying to talk about the play and trying to argue the call or the no call. And the play just went on because you're in the stadium or you're watching on TV and you're thinking, that's a goal. That's a goal. And then Puerto Rico FC just takes it out of the net and just runs towards the opposite side of the field towards our goal. So... It was a very weird no call, um, but looking back at the replay, it was a close call. Did they save it off the line? I'm not sure. It looked like it went in, but it can go either way, so you can send in your thoughts on that one. Did it go in, or did it just bounce on the line, and they saved it off of the line? In the 65th minute, Lucky wins the ball, passes the ball to Eric Calvillo. Pablo Ronnie Khan sets up Javi Marquez on the left side of the box, and Mark has Pfizer shot in the back of the net to put the Cosmos up 1-0, and it was a match of a lot of opportunities, a lot of chances for the Cosmos, and to put the ball in the back of the net. Puerto Rico FC, they haven't played for the past couple of weeks because of the hurricane and their games got rescheduled and so on. I would have loved to see the Cosmos score a couple of goals, but Puerto Rico FC came to MCU Park, And they knew that they weren't 
probably fit enough or they haven't practiced in a long time together. But they just came to MCU Park and they just wanted to sit back and play off the counterattack. And that's what they did. And in the 93rd minute, Calvillo was wasting time in front of the corner flag. He loses the ball. He chases down Walter Ramirez. And Calvillo falls on Ramirez. And they get into each other's faces, exchange words. And the ref gives Walter Ramirez a red card. I'm not really sure what for. He did put his boot or his foot into Eric Calvillo when he was trying to win the ball back. So maybe that's what it was for. But full-time whistle, Cosmos won. Puerto Rico FC, nil. Great victory at MCU Park in front of our home fans. And they went home happy. Uh, And that's all you expect from the boys in green when they play at MCU Park. The Cosmos were compact at the back. They had opportunities, like I said earlier, throughout the match. But we were lucky to get the three points. And now we have to hit the road to take on Indy 11. And we will get to that preview later on in the show. Let's review the matches from the weekend. On Wednesday, Jacksonville Armada FC drew nil-nil with Indy 11. On Sunday, we had a full slate of matches. San Francisco Deltas beat FC Edmonton 1-0. North Carolina FC beat Indy 11 5-0. Cosmos beat Puerto Rico FC 1-0. And Miami FC, the Florida Derby once again. This time, Miami FC hosted the match at FIU Stadium at Ricardo Silva Stadium. And Miami FC won 1-0. Not a surprising result there. Miami FC are on fire. Let's look ahead to the upcoming matches in the North American Soccer League. On Wednesday, we have two matches. We have Indy 11 hosting Puerto Rico FC at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to go with a Indy 11 2-0 victory against PRFC. And the last match on Wednesday night, we have Miami FC hosting the San Francisco Deltas at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to go with a Miami FC 2-1 victory. Like I said, Miami FC are on fire. On Friday night, Friday night football, I love Friday night fixtures. FC Edmonton hosting Jacksonville Armada FC. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw. That's a 9 p.m. Eastern time kickoff because they're playing in Edmonton. And on Saturday, Puerto Rico FC are hosting North Carolina FC. I'm going to go with a North Carolina FC 2-1 victory. Indy 11, they're hosting the boys in green. We will touch on that and I will give my score prediction then. And Miami FC, they're hosting the San Francisco Deltas. That's a 7.30 p.m. kickoff time. I'm going to go with a Miami FC 2-1 victory. So let's preview the Cosmos' upcoming fixture against Indy 11 away. Previous meetings between the two clubs. The first match was on the 4th of July at MCU Park. It was a draw 1-1. The next match was away. The Cosmos lost on July 8th, 2-1. And the third match this season was at home at MCU Park, and we drew 3-3 on August 19th. This is going to be the last meeting between the two clubs. Indy 11 are struggling this season, and they lost 5-0 at the weekend. So that should give the New York Cosmos confidence going into this weekend's match. And the Cosmos, we've never really beat a team that badly, 5-0, 4-0. And I think this is the weekend where we should do that. And I think that would give the Cosmos confidence going into the final matches 
of the fall season, and hopefully we qualify for the championship, and that should just build that confidence going into the semifinal. We currently sit in the fourth seed. If we qualify for the championship, we have to play Miami FC at Miami. It's not set in stone yet. Hopefully we move up in the table. So the key to the match is to stay compact. Indy 11 near a Cosmos is always a tricky match. It's always a tough match. Um, so hopefully we don't give up too many goals. And Indy 11 are struggling. And I think this is the time for the Cosmos to beat a team by more than two goals. I know this fixture is a rivalry. And it gets heated on the pitch. But the Cosmos have the quality. And we have to build our confidence going into the final matches of the season. Like I said earlier. And I think the Cosmos are going to win this match. I don't think it's going to be like 5-0, 4-0. I think it's going to be 2-0 New York Cosmos. We're coming off of a win at home, and we had a long homestand, and we finally hit the road. This is something to watch out for. I don't know if this is going to hurt the club going forward because we played four matches at home, and we're finally going to hit the road to play against Indy 11. This match is... Always a tough match. Indy 11 are going to get up for this match. They're going to promote this like no tomorrow. They're going to tell everyone in Indy that the Cosmos are coming to town. This is probably going to be one of the best matches this fall season. But hopefully the Cosmos come home with the three points. Moving on from the match preview. We have news that Carlos Mendez will retire at the end of the 2017 season. Carlos Mendez, our club captain in the modern era, first player signed in the modern era, will hang up his boots. This is a very sad announcement because when the Cosmos were going out of business last winter and Rocco took over the team, I was thinking that we need to add experience to this team. Players that have been around under Giovanni Savarese, playing for the club, and I was hoping that Carlos Mendes will return. And he finally signed on the dotted line, he returned, and now he announced that he will retire at the end of the season. We are going to miss Carlos Mendes. He's a class player. He's not a talking to the media every single day um, about matches, about what's going on. He's more a quiet guy. He goes about his business. He's a leader. He's our captain, and we're going to miss that. And now, probably a search goes of who's going to be our next captain. If I was the manager, I think I will select Danny Satello to be the next captain uh, because he's always in the referee's face if there's a call that goes against the Cosmos. He's like a tough guy in the team. And he tells it as it is. And that's a great thing that you like to see as a captain. It's very sad to see Carlos Mendez uh, retire. We are going to miss him. We are going to miss his leadership um, and his experience in the back line. Hopefully the Cosmos can add a center back that is young and that is a player for the future and that won't get beat by attackers because we don't want to give up too many goals and we want to stay compact um, when we play top sides. But we will miss Carlos Mendez. And hopefully we send them off the right way, maybe with a championship. But I hope, and this is one thing that I would love to see the Cosmos do, I hope that the Cosmos give Carlos Mendez a job within the club. I would love to see Carlos Mendez become academy director or do something within the academy because we have a player that was the first player signed in the modern era, our first captain in the modern era, and he's going to just walk away. He's going to retire. We need to reward him with a job, sort of like what we wanted to give Raul, but we give it to a local lad. We give it to a local player who understands U.S. soccer, 
who understands the landscape, understands the New York cosmos. And the beauty of Carlos Mendez getting that job is that he can work with younger kids and they can look up to Carlos Mendez and say, you played for the New York Cosmos. You were the captain of the team. You were a role model. And I'm just like you. I grew up in Long Island. I grew up within the five boroughs. I am a New Yorker. And I want to play for the New York City Originals. And that's what Carlos Mendez could bring to the club if the Cosmos will give him a job after the 2017 season. But we have to wait and see what happens there. A quote from Carlos Mendez. He says that I have been very fortunate to have enjoyed a 15-year career playing professional soccer. But after much thought and consideration, I've come to the decision that I will be retiring after this 2017 season. My primary focus right now is to continue my work on the field with my teammates to try to help the club win another championship. Hopefully, Carlos Mendez walks away on top of the game. So let's move on to the last topic on this week's episode. I will talk a bit more about the lawsuit and what Rocco and Danny Satella had to say on the subject. Once the referee blows the full-time whistle, players go into the locker room, they take their showers, they get ready to leave the stadium. But before they leave, they have a press conference. So not every single player is made available to the media. Some players are made available. And this past Sunday, the Cosmos were pushing across this message about the lawsuit. All the members of the media at the match, we were told that Rocco will talk at halftime on MSG Networks and that the players will talk about or they will be made available to the media after the match to talk about the lawsuit. So Danny Satella, Carlos Mendez, and Andres Flores were made available to talk about the lawsuit, not to talk about the match or anything else. I will play a clip of Danny Satella from the press conference. I will play a clip of Danny Satella from the press conference, and then I'll come back and we'll talk about what he had to say, and we'll finish off the show talking about Rocco and more about the lawsuit. So here is... Danny Satella. A lot has been said the past few weeks about the NSL US soccer uh, lawsuits. Uh, we've read a lot of different opinions from media and executives, you know, and uh, one thing is, uh, you know, the players haven't heard anything or any consideration for the players of uh, the NSL, you know. Uh, for me personally, my chance uh, back at professional soccer after I was out for two and a half years when I got injured with DC United on uh, MLS, uh, when I came back. From that injury, I wasn't able to, to get an opportunity in MLS. Clubs in MLS were like, you know, the surgery was too big and I never had the opportunity, you know. So the Cosmos and the, the NSL gave me an opportunity and a chance to continue my professional career. Um, you know, so I'm forever thankful for, for uh, you know, that opportunity. I'm uh, thankful to the New York Cosmos and, and uh, NGO for giving me that chance and, and to the NSL. Um, the fact that U.S. Soccer would make uh, a decision about, you know, dropping uh, Division Two status for the NASL, uh, knowing that costing players hundreds of jobs, uh, you know, to me and I'm sure to, to other other people in the NASL, you know, it's the uh, exact opposite of what I think they should be doing. You know, uh, I think it's important that the NASL stays Division Two and U.S. Soccer, you know, joins and gets behind the NASL to help the the league grow. You know, but uh, um, unlike many other players in this league, you know, I have an opportunity to to go to to Europe and and play in in Europe because of a Polish passport but you know other players that are in this league don't have that opportunity you know so if the NSL you know ends up folding or, or losing its its status you know it's costing hundreds and hundreds of jobs for for these guys uh, these players you know 
one thing about uh, the league in NSL is that, you know, we have a lot of good players. And uh, I think there was something said, uh, you know, that Bruce Arena said something about uh, in this lifetime, there will never be a player from the NSL, uh, or in his lifetime, uh, there will never be a player from the NSL uh, to to play with the, the national team, you know. Um, I'm a player that used to play for the, for the national team. I had three caps, you know, played throughout my whole youth. Um, you know, Andreas plays for the national team of El Salvador, Captain Zed, Dayan. Um, you know, there's and there's other players throughout the league and, and on this team. You know, so I think it's an it's a little heartbreaking when you you hear something like that because you have great young young talent that that's in the NESL that you know if they should be able to at least get a look from the national team. You know, so you know you have Eric Calvillo who's who's been playing great this year and uh, was with the youth national team for a while and and uh, is not getting that opportunity, which I think you know hopefully in the f future he he does get the opportunity to to go into the the first team. Danny Tatella is spot on with everything that he said. I totally agree because the NASL is very important. U.S. soccer needs the North American Soccer League. And I know a lot of people might disagree with that. But U.S. soccer would rather see the NASL go out of business because of, like what Rocco said, stupid standards. Standards that are arbitrary or anti-competitive. The NASL provides a great home for a lot of players. And I know... Like Giovanni Savarese and other people within the club has talked about this is that sort of like what Danny Satella has said is that there's some players that play in MLS and that they're doing well there and some other talent that can't break into MLS they have a home in the North American Soccer League they're making a great income they're still playing professional soccer and you see that with foreign players coming to the North American Soccer League Andres Flores talked about that subject right there, that he had the opportunity, thanks to the North American Soccer League, to come to the United States to play out of his country, and he thinks he's playing at a decent level, and now he's being selected for the national team. He's plying his trade outside of his country, outside of El Salvador. So the North American Soccer League is a home for players like Ryan Richter. I remember listening to an interview where... He would like to play in MLS. I believe that's what he said on this one interview. I forgot what podcast he was on, but he was saying that with the Bethlehem Steel, you were with younger players, but with the NASL, you're still playing in a professional league, a nice standard, and you're playing with decent players around you. You're not playing with 20-year-olds like a reserve team. Uh, so the NASL provides that for its players, and it's a great league um, for those players that can't break in because MLS is too stubborn. They don't want to get certain players. They don't want to maybe invest in American players. Eric Calvillo, great young player. Will MLS sign him? I really don't think so. Going back to what Danny Satella said, I would love to see Eric Calvillo play for the national team one day, but it probably won't happen until Bruce Arena is out of a job, which in my opinion would probably be soon. Let's move on to the last topic, which is Rocco talking about the lawsuit and his interview with MSG Networks. Rocco was interviewed at halftime during the Cosmos match this past Sunday on MSG Networks. Rocco talked about the lawsuit. He went into detail on the topic. Some quotes that stuck out to me. Shame on anyone who tries to shut our club down. We played our first match on April 1st. I can't do everything in four months. In less than five months, they want to put us out of business. End quote. I've never seen someone associated with the professional soccer club come out and speak the truth on the sport in this country. Rocco was right to come out on the broadcast and call out the U.S. Soccer Federation and the faults 
in the professional league standards. This lawsuit means so much more to the Cosmo supporters. The club's future is uncertain because the U.S. Soccer Federation took away the D2 sanctioning, and we are waiting for our official hearing, which will come at the end of October, and we are seeking the first form of relief. And once we get that, the Cosmos will play next season. I want to see a day where the Cosmos' future is never uncertain and we can build long-term. The beauty of soccer clubs around the world is that the club is passed down to the next generation, along with the club's history and great stories on the club. That's what I want for the New York Cosmos. The next generation of New York residents supporting the New York Originals, the New York Cosmos. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to this week's show. I really appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod. Our Instagram, First Team Pod 1. You can check out our website, firstteampod.com. That is firstteampod.com. We will have a lot more content throughout the week on that website. So go check it out. Want to voice your opinion on what has been discussed on this week's episode of First Team Podcast? Feel free to email the show at firstteampod at gmail.com. That is firstteampod at gmail.com. And we will have a First Team Podcast Extra Time episode out later this week with Cardit Krishnayer. We recorded last week, but we had some problems. So we will record once again later in the week, and that will be out this week. So look out for that episode. We will talk about the lawsuit and so much more. Now we will talk about the quotes from Danny Satella and Rocco Camiso on the MSG Network interview. Once again, thanks to everyone for tuning into this week's show. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys, the Benadol Cosmos, and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we believe you see in fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo Country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it in our playing. The fact of it is, rap from skin attacks, passion, bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stack the wing, on the backs, the tank through the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Fact, Crew down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you with badly views, like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'm tracking past no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about profession. The work's the test, and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's the most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.